if you have a federal government who construes the January 6th events as terrorism, then there's nothing preventing the federal government um, from doing to American Christians and local churches what they have done, what they did here in California with American Muslims. Welcome to Crossing Phase, conversations about religion and politics, as hosted by me, a Christian, and my Muslim friend across the screen from me, John Pinna. Um, I formerly served as a policy director for the Southern Baptist Convention, and John is the founder and president of Muslims for Muslims, a more recent NGO that he created. Um, but his day job, mostly, is slinging oh, donuts. I'm somewhat retired now. This is like <laughs> I'm in the twilight. You know, we when I was at the American Islamic Congress and we were colleagues and do running things like crazy. That was a whole different song and dance. But now, you know, I, I'm, I'm we're hitting the one year anniversary yesterday of the donut shop. You know, we right. opened in COVID, and uh, right. What what kind of craziness? What kind of crazy person opens opens a food joint in the midst of COVID? Well. It's totally in alignment with my career, right? So we ended up uh, doing Project Resilience, which was to feed shut-ins while they're here uh, during COVID. And then there was just no gathering place in our neighborhood. So we opened it up as a gathering place and it's actually pretty cool. You know, it's uh, it was, it worked. People wanted donuts to bribe their families. So when they, on their way home and uh, I wanted a destination to come to and buy donuts, you know, uh, curbside pickup and, checking people out at the door and that sort of thing. And now it's, it is a gathering. We have, we have team Jesus that shows up every Wednesday, every Wednesday, the multi-faith evangelical community mm -hmm. come outside. And I think I've sent you pictures or something yeah. and, and they, they bring their instruments, they hang out and have a, a fellowship conversation. Uh, and we get a lot of different groups that come by. We had the, the, the sukkah was right down the way here. And, uh, my tabernacle qualifications are through the roof. So they, we had the Ulster County Confederation, Jewish Confederation, uh, do put up a sukkah for, for Sukkot and it had collapsed. And so I had been walking by as it had, there was some re-engineering going on and helped them out for a little bit and spent some time with them. And it's becoming like the, the Rond out here, which is the waterfront, this little multi-faith center, you know? So now the, 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 the gentleman who's in charge of the of the uh, the Ulster County Jewish uh, Confederation came by uh, this morning, and we were just talking about that. And I said, because she was thanking me, and I said, "Listen, there's no thanks, no thanks necessary. I really, I'm putting you know tabernacle expertise now on my on my resume." <laughs> <laughs> so, we, but we we re-engineered it. It was a solid structure in the sense that it was not going to fall down, and and uh, but. I always like that passage, passage of the Bible where, where it was Exodus, right? Where you, you get the commandments to come down and then you, you and then God is very, very specific. He's like, build a, the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. right? And he's like, all oh, these cubits and then build a tabernacle. And there's like, it's very, a lot of specificity. And I'm like, where's that guy? Where's that guy throughout the book? <laughs> a lot of specificity sometimes. Didn't start out yeah. specific. It, it, prog it progressively gets more and more specific. It's just, I feel like be a little more dialed in sometimes. Uh, the Quran is very specific. It's like 97% rules, you know, and like what to do. 
That's very specific. <laughs> That's why when everybody says there's, I always talk about violating the maxims. It's mm-hmm. it's not a free for all. You got to be very dialed in to adhere to the Quran. But yeah. and when it goes off the rails, we should be calling people out. Period. Yeah. The, well, the 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 Hebrew Bible goes, starts out pretty broad with Adam and Eve, right, and gets a little more specific with Noah. But then you really you don't really get that much specificity until Moses, right? Um, or like Abraham, you get a little more specific with uh, Abraham, right? And then a little more than more specific under Moses, right? Um, So it kind of gets progressively more complex. But then in the advent of Jesus and the New Testament and your favorite person, Paul, it actually gets uh, more loose and uh, more, (laughs) I argue, more principle based and less uh, less about required ritual because we believe that Jesus has accomplished what was, uh, what was, um, modeled and <laughs> in the old Testament. <laughs> like, like I got these cause a buddy of mine asked for the, asked what, what are the good books? So I bought them for him. And there we go. Right. 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 James and Paul, uh, you know, cause I was trying to, I was just, I was just talking to the, the team Jesus outside. I was saying, Listen, people, guys, you guys devalue James all over the place. He was dealing with the Jewish Jesus movement on one side, the Jewish, like the Sanhedrin and all that business, right? And like the the law and and the just the Jewish faith. I don't want to go to hate crime, say the wrong thing. And then he's dealing with Paul, who's out with the Gentiles and diaspora. So he's he was the only person dealing in early Christianity with the three these three entities on a daily basis. And so I just think it's, I think it's really interesting and profound <laughs> for him to, for something of one person who's the hub of three, uh, uh, really three faiths. And, and because, and I know my, like I said, I'm the really first to yeah. say, Christ, you know, so Christianity, Judaism, and then I believe, and I'm doing research on this right now, uh-huh. that the Jewish Jesus movement became it is what islam is the birth is the appendage of islam that's how islam is created so can't wait to, and can't I, wait to and read I know well i know I, I know that mustafa akul would agree to me on this so the, the author i think i feel that he would but i don't really know so this is going to be a relatively short episode because we've got, we've got stuff to do but uh well you just moved into your house uh, yeah we just moved and into your house. You're, you're, you're moving furniture around and you know, maybe you've gotten into prosperity gospel. We don't really know because <laughs> you've had this windfall of this house now. You're sitting in your new Definitely office. not a windfall. Well, <laughs> I, I am excited. It's a big day for two reasons. Number one, I am I do have a dedicated office space for the first time, home office space for the first time, I think, in my career that's not attached to the living room, right? That's just not part of the living room. Right. Um, so that's a big deal for me this week. Uh, and this is the first... Well, second Zoom, but first public uh, kind of iteration of that. So this is barely functional and uh, viewable. Uh, the rest of the space, trust me, is a disaster. But uh, number two, this morning, at the day that we're recording this, I've completed my cardiac rehab uh, sessions over at nice. the clinic. Um, so I'm free to now exercise at home, which is uh, which I'm pretty stoked about because I I will get a, a handful of hours back in my week. Um, so it's Bud Light and uh, guns and crossbows, or what? What, what are you guys? Yeah. What, like, it's Tennessee, right? So that's <laughs> yeah, right. right? 
<laughs> so, so uh yeah hi, just hi, hydrate hydrate with uh, light beers and that kind of thing no uh, right got, yeah there's yeah got, got no, my, you're not gonna get on this gotta get on the cycle and then dumbbells going again uh, yeah. which has not been going recently well you're, yeah so, you're not gonna but there was one headline that uh that flew through our text messaging um within the past week there is a supreme court case that you in particular may be interested in it has to do with the fbi surveilling Muslims, yeah. American Muslims here in the States. Um, and we're talking now that it's the year 2021 and this particular case is going to the Supreme Court. Um, but it looks like some of the activity, some of this activity, the surveillance from the FBI goes back years and yeah. years. Uh, we're 20 years past 9-11 yeah. and American Muslims are still kind of dealing this, at least with in some respect. So what, when you see that kind of headline, I'm just curious, generally, what's your reaction? What's, what's your emotional reaction to um, uh, seeing that an FBI surveillance of Muslims, I think based particularly in California, has now gone to the, is going into the Supreme Court in, uh, in 2021. Yeah, I mean, Fazaga versus the FBI. Uh, it's interesting to see it now. Uh, I, I agree with Supreme Court Justice Fazaga, uh, uh, Gorsuch, who's, who says, you know, he's like, they're, they're making a really good case uh, against the FBI. Uh, essentially, the FBI established a, a, just a dragnet and they said, uh, you know, we, they were monitoring uh, places of worship um, and and uh, based on uh, just counterterrorism, you know, the idea that uh, uh, they were going to hear or see, hear something and there's no justification to for them to be monitoring the mosque, um, the places, these places of worship. Uh, and they call it a dragnet operation, which you know, essentially means that we're starting this in the hopes of finding something. And when we find something, that's going to be our aha moment. And, uh, but they yeah, never found tough. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, that doesn't and, really and square with, that doesn't really square with, um, the Constitution? based well, starting with evidence and then looking for, you know, more, right. looking for evidence to build on existing evidence. Uh, right. The well, their officials, yeah, their official stance is, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't uh, profile based on religion. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's been a while since I've been involved in all this stuff. At AIC, you know, when I was when I was the American Islamic Congress, we dealt with these issues. I wrote an article about this, about how specific broad specific laws that were implemented during the um, um, uh, post 9/11 really were so broad that you couldn't you it, it, there was there, there's the justifications for for example running a dragnet operation where I live right now is it's it's there um because we're I, I live within 100 miles of a major waterway a navigable river a lot of people don't realize this uh but the patriarch says that if you're within 100 miles of the navigable of a navigable river or coastline so 100 miles around the country you know anywhere around the oceans that touch our country and and any navigable river i live in the hudson river so i'm within 100 miles i live a stone's throw from the river like maybe a half a mile quarter mile and and uh, and actually, the Rondout is a navigable river, so I'm within 100 miles of that. Um, it justifies any any monitoring or, or any search and seizure or any um, uh, any arrest without due process uh, under the auspices of national security. So I, I can be arrested right now. You could, you know, under the auspices of, of, of a national national security concern and and be detained indefinitely, uh, uh, theoretically. Um, so. 
you know, I dealt with some of these issues trying to figure out what would, what would be the, what would be the case um, for, for justification of some of these, of, of any action taken against citizens and so forth. And in this case, it's really interesting because Fazaga is, there's three, three people that are, that have, that have, are, have brought the, the case against the FBI yeah. and the FBI's reasons are, well, it's a dragnet. Um, we don't profile uh, and you need to trust us. These are their arguments. <laughs> and it's, we don't, it's, we, yeah, we, we don't profile, but we're also only recording and video monitoring and audio monitoring Muslims. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, trust, trust. So it's, I, you know, I think I feel okay that the FBI has a, 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 a they just I don't like I, there just needs to be a better burden of defense about like no one's no one's taking it really seriously on their side, which to me shows um, a, a, a sense of irresponsibility towards the, this this the citizenship of our country and the U.S. Constitution and the, yeah. the commitments they made to the Constitution. So and you're you're coming to this not not only as an American Muslim and someone who values uh, your know, privacy from the state, but like you have a sense and appreciation for national security, right? I mean, national yeah. security is part of your portfolio, yeah, right? So you're not unsympathetic to the security. I believe in play. Right? I'm a very, yeah, I'm very I'm very rigid on all this stuff. I believe in. <laughs> all this stuff. So I, you know, I, you're, you're pretty hawkish, right? On gen generally on this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm also, I'm also equitable in how I feel justice should be dispensed, which sounds so terrible, but it's true. Like I think, you know, the January six. Uh, I think all that's all. Everybody participated in January six. You can you you can sugarcoat as much as much as you want, but I, I believe it was attempted coup. Um, I, I believe that, that that anybody who walked on that sacred ground that you and I have walked on, um, and and in in such in 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 a way in which to overturn not only the the, the Constitution but also overturn one of the most cherished elements in our in our in our country, what you know, being voting the, the voting and the 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 certification of votes. Um, and our and, and devaluing our democracy, right away everybody should, across the board should be arrested, and 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 they should be all brought down to Gitmo, and uh, they should all be interrogated. Period. So that's so that's like a Johnny P stance, right? Um, and and anybody who's a terrorist, whether they're domestic or foreign, I believe right off the bat uh, there needs to be um, some real hard. They, they need to be treated. Fairly, but there needs to be some. Uh, there needs to be an edge to that fairness. So I believe in all that stuff. But, but I also, if you read my, if you read one of my articles, my article that I wrote years ago about about uh, search and seizure and all this other stuff, I sound very leftist because I also believe in the law, and I also believe that you know we need to make sure that we're going after the right people. Um, right. Because my stance is is that all these experts in counterterrorism didn't have. The foresight to avoid 9/11. They didn't have the yeah. foresight to avoid all the terrorist attacks that have been happening since 9/11. They talk a lot afterwards, and they tout that they're experts. But um, I believe that there's very, and I'm not talking about the tactical level. Anybody who's like a law enforcement, anybody who comes in, knocks down doors, and is part of our uh, the tactical counterterrorism community. I get that. Those that, that's how I'm talking. I'm talking about people that tell themselves counterterrorism experts that. That that uh, you know 
have that crystal ball and say that only we know what's going on, you know? And so, uh, but they never have the foresight to stem off attacks um, uh, and stem off uh, any kind of any kind of um, any any kind of ill will towards towards our country, government, and and our citizenship. So when I read this, I'm going. I mean, first of all, how great it is that they're that this is at the at the Supreme Court level. But what's at stake? What's at stake is all of our personal freedoms, uh, because uh, we all could be monitored under a dragnet operation, uh, and. Uh, and then it could lead to to anything. And so let me, let me just walk through what a dragnet operation is. Anything that's found in a dragnet operation that is illegal, then they can prosecute you for. So these Muslims weren't doing, not only were not terrorists, they weren't like committing fraud or stealing from their brother. They weren't doing anything. That's the, that's, that's the thing that blows your mind because if they do find any any law being broken during a dragnet operation, you can then they can they can what's called stack the charges right they find one and then they stack all the charges up um you know like they would do with with anybody and then they try to get somebody to plea out and then give up everybody else right as a witness so this is these are the things that happen so these these three muslims must have been really clean you know like, that's what i'm gonna say you know what i mean like they must have, i mean i've just been completely on the up and up because uh, i can't imagine if i assume i'm being monitored all the time but it must be a boring, it must be a boring, and I'm involved in national security at, at the highest levels of government, but I just assume yeah. that, you know, someone's going, why is he eating sushi? What's and, going on? Um, well, it, well and yeah. And so, so, I would, so not only did they not find any terror related activities, they found no criminal activities, which look, there's, there, there's, there's yeah. a civil right. There are clearly pri primarily civil rights issues here at play. Right. Uh, and constitutional issues here at play. But the other thing I'm thinking, too, is like they spent like apparently this was 2006, 2007. Who know That was months and months what? and months, uh, maybe up to two years of, look, taxpayer dollars at work searching yeah. and not finding yeah. anything. So not only is it a constitutional and civil rights issue, it's also a fiduciary responsibility issue um, of a government agency wasting taxpayer dollars on a quote dragnet operation that proved completely unfruitful. Well, and, you, and you nailed it. See, that's the thing is like, it's, it's these, it's, there's a, there's a, another part coupled with this discovery, right? So, so then if they're monitoring for years and years and years, and they're like, oh, JT's walking into the mosque, this guy, what's going on with him? And then, and then somebody in the back end, they go get his financial records, get his phone records, get his, you know, they start doing all this. Stuff, and there's a whole team on the other side that's going through all my stuff. And so to have somebody not find anything with these three, just these, three, and, and doing all this monitoring, there's a, it, there's, it's like the tip of the iceberg, you know, these people are monitoring with their you know, binoculars or they're listening in and for hours and hours and hours, but then they find something that's, that they, that's, that they cue in and that cue then, then justifies some kind of discovery about whatever that person is doing. All right, right. JT owns a bakery. You want to know what? Let's figure out, let's look at the finances of the bakery. All right. The finances are fine. Let's uh, there's a group of people that come in all the time. So then that everything cascades into a larger dragnet operation Plus, you have all the research and discovery that's happening back at the office. And so you're talking about a tremendous amount of information that's flowing about something that that was not fruitful at all, that yeah. is quite literally illegal. I mean, it's like literally it's just it's, it's, it's undo such a teaser. And then on top of that, these people just must have been this just must have been really they just must have been nerds. They must be a bunch of nerds because. <laughs> 
they're not doing anything wrong at all. They couldn't even get them on fraud or, you know, transfer of funds to do something, you know, buy Bitcoin or something. I don't even know. But they had nothing. And so for them, this to be brought at this level of our judicial system and the FBI have almost have zero. Their justifications are trust us. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're not going after, you know, different religious communities is 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 peculiar because usually they have something right. that they can usually there's something they can, they can build on yeah you know or they could settle out a court and say look we know that you guys are uh you know buying an undue amount of kebab and and uh and and you know the, the meat supply is in short is shortage and so you know and that price is high and you're paying a price that's just below market therefore you know usually they have something that's no matter how ridiculous they got nothing right yeah yeah and that's so um I would say, if you ask me my opinion, I would say back in the day, it would be much more difficult, I think, for the cases like this to be heard because the national security justification was so high and most people didn't really care. Um, now, it's interesting that this is at the highest levels of our judicial system and, and, and it seems like the FBI has just got nothing. So- yeah. uh, It'd be interesting to hear the oral arguments. Right, and it, but it's really important for, for, for us as American citizens because this could happen to anybody. So is that, you know, everyone should be looking at, you know, this type of operation and how it can affect them because it really, any, anybody could be in this position and we don't, we wouldn't even know it. Right? Well, sure. So, well, and you brought up, um, you brought up January 6th. Look, I mean, American Christians ought to consider the fact that um, there was, you know, surrounding the January 6th thing, there was a, a big rally that was very religiously oriented um, yeah. with prayers and singing songs about Jesus, um, you know, with a different, you know, picture yourself as a conservative, politically conservative Christian who may have participated in that. Um, clearly, the, those, uh, those, those Christian gatherings um, were would have been participated in by people who are probably members of local churches. Yeah. Uh, and if you have a federal government who construes the January 6th events as terrorism, then there's nothing preventing the federal government um, from doing to American Christians and local churches what they have done, what they did here in California with American Muslims. Um, there's really... I mean, all you have to have is a justifying act, right? Like 9-11 or um, uh, any, 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 any event, um, you know, you could be a, uh, you know, could be an anti-Semitic attack on a, on a, on a synagogue, um, you know, whatever people group and local house of worship that's associated with the, with the actor in that, um, you know, could be affiliated. Right. Yeah, it could be um, it so, could spider out, uh, and then you have a dragon name this, operation. This kind of case, um, it matters for all Americans to pay attention to. Um, we got to split because we're up against the a time. But John, you had uh, you celebrated as you mentioned the one year anniversary of your your donut cafe uh, yesterday. You sold one uh, one dollar donuts all day. Did you have a bestseller? Do you have a bestseller for your uh, anniversary? Well, our bestseller, our guess. Be best selling donut is this cinnamon sugar donut, but. The uh, that sounds fantastic. Oreo cookie. The Oreo cookie is the special of the of the week, and and everybody loves it. Nice Oreo you know? cookie. Like yeah, it. I, just, I would I, I would definitely get that. I would definitely get the Oreo cookie. You know, it's it's I, I like it's real Oreos, smashed and ground with the 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 filling, and then it's it in the donut is hot. It bonds 
to the so it's, it's not just the molecular topping. level to the Oreo cookie. I don't, so it's I don't not, know. It's not it's not just a topping of Oreos on the donuts. It's actually in baked into the donut itself. No, it's the topping. Oh, okay. oh it's the topping. Okay. But but, but it kind the, of fuses on top of the donut. All the donuts are the same. They come out hot, but then okay. we, it's so it, and uh and and it's and it bonds to to the donut, but everybody and it, believe it or not, it's a creamy taste when you bite into it. So okay. people are people are losing it. So it's uh it's it's one of those things where we were doing dollar donuts and we sold uh we sold uh, I don't even know maybe I think it was uh it was six so six times seven if I can figure this out is forty two right yeah that for that four hundred twenty donuts don't, don't ask me about the math I'm I'm the religion and philosophy guy. <laughs> in our household <laughs> don't ask me about yeah, that I ask my wife the nurse <laughs> so it's yeah, uh, four, 420 donuts which is a lot a lot right. to sell well, um, congratulations on your one-year anniversary my friend yeah you know we're now That's you know we're win. multi-faith intra-faith uh national security and donuts yeah. That's just that's just who I am now. Which but I you, look back at my you, life and I'm scratching my head going, I don't know what I, you can find the multi-faith national security foreign policy stuff right here on Crossing Phase at crossingphase.com, anywhere you listen to uh, podcasts, also on YouTube. You can only sadly find the donuts in upstate New York. Yeah, true enough, true enough. And we do it live with our new logo and uh and this is uh, a, a product of uh, what Roll Top Productions, Roll Top Productions, M for M, and Roll Top Productions, and uh, Muslims for Muslims. And we got to do a shout out to Elliot, who's uh, helping us with our back end production. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get more details on his his operation on future episodes. He's uh, now our our colleague and and our our uh, charge in the hills for us. So wanted to do a shout out to him as well. So. Uh, and then we're, we went live this week with a Sharia episode, which I think will be interesting of interest to your constituency. And then we're uh, we need to open it up to for uh, a dialogue between you, Matthew, and uh, Symbol John to talk about uh, some questions, some Q and A, some back and forth, which will be good. This has been Crossing Phase with Matt Hawkins and John Pinna, a podcast of Roll Top Productions. If you like what you hear and would like to help defray the cost of the show. Consider sponsoring us on Patreon by visiting CrossingPhase.com. Crossing Phase is available on all your favorite podcast outlets, including iTunes, Google Podcast, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. We'd appreciate your review of our program, especially in the iTunes store. Let us know what you think of the show via Twitter, at MTHawk, at JTPinna, or at CrossingPhase. Music for this episode is courtesy Vajra, whose music is available at TheVajraTemple.com, Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. Show notes for this episode and more are available at crossingfaiths.com.